Try to get set up here as quick as I can. Tell you, until you get one arm, you don't realize how thankful you are for two. And uh, I'm thankful. Thankful for the fact that this is this too shall pass. Amen. I'm gonna dial in Miss Lucy. I uh, she's not feeling well, and uh, I told her we would. So I don't want you to think I'm on my phone while I'm trying to preach. That ain't the case. We're just trying to do that. So I'm gonna go ahead and dial her in, and uh, we'll go ahead and look at Mark chapter four. If you're there, let's go ahead. We will. Stand to our feet. We're going to reverence the Word of God. I want to begin reading in verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. I'm going to read down through verse 41. We'll have a word of prayer and get right into the message. Here's what it says. Follow along, please. And the same day when the evening was come, He saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude... They took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, Lord, I am grateful to be in your house, God. Lord, I need you right now, I pray. Lord, please just give me clarity of thought and clearness of speech. God, touch me, I ask. Bless us, Father, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. You know, Jesus Christ, He's not a cuss word. He's a Savior of the world, amen. He's not just a, another religious leader, but He rose from the dead, praise the Lord. And... Uh, I'm thankful we serve a risen Savior. Amen? Amen? He can be trusted. You can trust the Lord. He's proven Himself to be trusted. We can trust Him. There's no disappointment in Jesus. Look, you give your heart to the Lord. You live your life unto Him. There's no better life to live than live it for Jesus. It doesn't mean that we won't go through things and have to deal with things. But I'm telling you, there's no better life to live than a life that's given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to, with the help of the Lord, preach just for a little bit this morning on how to make it to the other side. How to make it to the other side. Um, we go through things and deal with things in life. We um, have things unexpected come. There are sometimes things that we can try to prepare for, but there are other times things that we can't. We deal with things that we wish we didn't have to. We experience joy and good times as well. But, you know, uh, we go through storms. But I'm going to tell you something. If you've got the right captain, if you're in the right boat, you'll make it to the other side, no matter what it is. 
And I want to just walk through these verses and just, I know it's a familiar passage, I love this account, but I hope that we can just uh, pick a few things out here that can be a help to you and encouragement to you, that if you're not saved, you'll see the importance of why it's so important to ask Jesus as your personal Savior. Put your faith and trust in Him. And if you are saved and you're born again, how important it is uh, to know the one that steers our ship. Amen? And we need not forget that. So I want to look at a few things. Uh, in verse uh, 35, it says, in, in the same day when the evening was come, He saith unto them, Let us, He says, Let us pass over unto the other side. I'm thankful for the day that Jesus Christ passed by my way. I'm thankful for Him inviting me, Papa Little, to get in the ship. Amen? Per se, looking at that away. I'm, I'm grateful uh, for His patience in, in dealing with, with me and in my life and my testimony. And uh, look, He invited me uh, and I received Him. And now I know I'm going to make it to the other side, not because of me, but because of Him. Right. Amen. Amen? And uh, it was His love He offered. It was through His patience uh, that I was able to receive that invitation. And uh, look, no way I could get to heaven, and no way anyone can get to heaven other than through Jesus Christ. And uh, look, today I'm not interested in who you are. I'm not interested in what you've done. I'm not interested in how many people you know, what accomplishes you have, maybe acquired, anything like that. Listen, I just want everybody to know uh, that you're not going to stay here in this world forever. Right. right. So life's going to end. Right. Uh, life is quick. The Bible says it's like a vapor. Uh, it quick it's it passes quickly. Uh, nobody's promised tomorrow. Um, good people pass away. Young people pass away. People sometimes we feel like their life was taken too early. We know God's in charge, but I want you to know something. This life ain't gonna last forever. And uh, you reject Jesus Christ, you die without Him. You're gonna wake up in hell. You say, Preacher, I don't like that, but that's the Bible. That's, that's right. the Bible. I want to help you, amen. I don't want to, I'm not here to scourge, I want to give you the truth, amen. Uh, but you say, I want to go to heaven, Preacher. I, I want to go to heaven. I'd like to go to heaven. Then the only way you're going to get there is through Jesus. It's the only way to get to heaven. And I like what he says here in this verse, and just kind of thinking about that, he says, Let us pass over unto the other side. In the verse, he said, Let us go. Come with me, he says. As the Lord, listen, tells us and invites us, we can go. Uh, those that want to go, those that are willing to go, you can go, but you're going to have to trust in Him. I'm thankful that invitation is for all. And uh, He asked all the question, won't you come with me? Has He passed by your way and asked you to get into the ship? Did you receive the invitation? Did you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Uh, I hope you have. Listen, if you have and you'd like to be saved, if you uh, like to know that when you die, you'll pass to the other side and enter into heaven, then I believe there are three things here that we see in this passage that uh, we see that they did that a person's going to have to do in order to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again. So I want to show those to you. Number one, you're going to have to send away the multitude. You're going to have to send away the multitude. 
Now look at verse 36 when it says, it says, When they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Can I tell you something? You probably know this, but maybe some don't. This world is not on board with the thought that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Although He is, the world's not on board with that. You understand that? This world's not on board with Him being the only way to heaven. Although we know the Bible clearly tells us that Jesus Christ is the only way we'll get to heaven. This world is not on board with the fact that people are unworthy to get to heaven on their own merit. There's nobody good enough to get in. There's no good deed you can do. There's not being a good person. No matter who's in your family, who's linked to you, no matter who you know that's going, no one is able to get to heaven on their own or the merit of anyone else. They're going to have to put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The multitude doesn't agree with that. There are people today that wouldn't agree with that. Romans 3.10 says there are an unrighteous, no, not one. The multitude doesn't agree with that. Amen? That's the truth of the matter. You don't believe it, come to JMU with us. You'll find out what people think about Jesus. Amen? The only way to be born again is to humble yourself and to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and realize that nobody's going to get to heaven unless you have put your faith in Jesus Christ and repented of your sins. The multitudes don't like to agree with that. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. If you're going to get saved and get born again, you're going to have to separate yourself from the multitude. You're going to have to separate yourself from those that don't believe what the Bible says. There's going to have to be a time in your life you say, I'm not worried about what they think. Boy, I remember when God was dealing with me and uh, just because my grandfather, he's a preacher and had, I was in church, boy, I tell you, there were times I remember it vividly, man. Uh, the devil put in my mind, well, you, look, you've told people you're saved and, and uh, what are they going to say? I was worried about what other people going to say. Mm-hmm. You know what? As long as I was worried about other people going to say, I wasn't going to get saved. Right. Brother Jason, there came the day, praise God, Amen. when he passed by my pew that evening on a Sunday evening, I wouldn't worry about Brother Bar what people thought. All I knew is I needed Him. And I was willing to separate myself from everything and everybody else and say, listen, it's between me and God and I need to make it right. Amen? Amen. Look, you need to realize that's important. and That's not always easy. There are people today that have to separate themselves from family members who don't believe what the Bible says in order for them to get saved. Not everybody's on board with them putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Everybody's on board with the fact that, listen, you can't earn your way there and you need to be born again. If you are born again, it's going to come by your repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Separating yourself from family, friends, co-workers, etc. But if you're not saved, are you willing to separate yourself from the multitude in order to receive eternal life? Are you willing to put your faith in Jesus Christ? If you do... And you get into the boat, per se, as we're giving the illustration this morning, you can make it to the other side. Have a home in heaven. Now look, maybe there will be in that decision, and we've seen it, and, and I've heard of stories where one individual gets saved and other people in that family get saved due to the fact of them getting saved or friends. That may happen, but you can't wait for somebody else. You need to make that decision yourself. Right. 
I would love to see all of my family and know Brother Barth uh, that I've got family members that, uh, that, that are lost, that I love to know that they're going, but I can't wait for them. I've got to make sure right now I know for me that if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. It's a decision you've got to make. It's the only way you can be sure. Now here's the second thing you're going to have to do. You're going to have to take Him. Jesus. Look back in the verse, verse 36, it says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took Him. Baptism ain't going to get you to heaven. It's an outward showing of what's taking place inwardly. But you don't go to heaven because you've been baptized. Church membership isn't going to get you there. It's Him. Amen. No denomination is going to get you there. It's Jesus. The way to heaven is not religion. It's Jesus Christ. The way to heaven is not good deeds. It's Jesus Christ. The way to heaven is, is not stop this, get this right, do this. No, the way to heaven is your faith in Jesus, repenting of your sin and turning to God, putting your trust in the Lord. And in the finished work of Jesus Christ and His precious blood that was shed on Calvary for our sins. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to take Jesus. You're going to have to be willing to say it's Him and Him alone. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. It's not your heritage. It's not your name. It's not who you know. Amen. It's by and through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I know this is simple. But listen, hey, there may be somebody here today you've never gotten in the boat. I want you to get in the boat, amen. amen. And it shouldn't bother us that are saved that, that are born again when we hear it laid out or we hear of the salvation. It ought to stir your heart. It stirs my heart when I hear of someone testifying of how the Lord saved them or I can go through something like this and realize, thank God He did it for me. Amen. Amen. Thank God I know the truth. Now here's the third thing. You're going to have to take Him, but you're going to have to take Him as he is. As He is. It says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took Him even as He was in the ship. In the ship. Look, nobody's going to go to heaven on a Jesus they've made. You need to understand that. We've got a lot of people today that they're making their own God. Well, I want him to be this way. I want him to be that way. I don't want that. I don't like that when I hear about that. Listen, if you're going to get saved, you need to be willing to take Jesus, but take him as he is and who he is. Amen. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Amen. If you believe in a Jesus that's not the almighty God and creator, then you're not going to get to the other side. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, He came into this world. He was virgin born. Born of a virgin. You can't believe that. You're not going to get to the other side. It's true. Amen. The Bible says He went to a cross without sin, but bore the sins of the world upon Himself. You can't believe that. You're not going to get to the other side. This is the Jesus that can save you from your sins. And it's Jesus him alone that you have to trust in just as He is and who He is if you're going to be saved. Amen? 
The Jesus Christ of the Bible can get you to the other side, but nothing else or nobody else will. He didn't just preach a sermon on the mount. He didn't just heal people. Amen. He wasn't just a good prophet, but He came and He was sinless. He was God robed in the flesh, born of a virgin, grew to be 33 and a half years of age without sin, fulfilled the law of God, removed that cloak of sin and revealed the, the sinful nature of man, went to a cross, bore our sins on Calvary, shed His blood, experienced the wrath of God. His own Father poured out upon Him the wrath you and I deserve. God poured His wrath upon Jesus. He bore our sins. He died on that cross. And He rose the third day that when you put your faith in Him, you can have eternal life. That's the Jesus of the Bible. And that's who you have to receive. Amen. You're going to have to believe that to get to heaven. Listen to me, there are churches all across America that they teach that it's a different Jesus. That He didn't pay for our sins. He did pay for our sins. For He hath made Him to be sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. That's our Lord. There are those that teach He didn't... Uh, rise from the dead. On the third day He arose. Hallelujah. There are those that listen, they, they say He wasn't the sinless Son of God. He was God robed in the flesh without sin, that perfect Lamb of God. Amen. There are those that will say, well, He wasn't virgin born. He was born of a virgin. Amen. You have to believe that. You'll never make it to the other side with a made up Jesus. You're going to have to receive Him and receive Him as He is. You must take Him as He is. Amen. You don't, you don't remake Him to suit you or your lifestyle. You don't redefine who He is. You don't change what He has done. You don't change the consequences of rejecting Him and, and what that means. And you have to take Jesus of this Bible by faith in your heart and listen, with your lips, confess your sins, repent of those sins, put your faith in Him, and listen, He will take you and receive you and you will make it to the other side. Amen? Now I want to say this. I think this is important to mention. At the end of verse 36, it says, And there were also with him other little ships. You think about a harbor. You think about all the ships that are sitting in the harbor. I, I love going places where, where they've got the boats pulled into the docks and stuff and looking at different ones and how they'll kind of roll and, and with, with the, as, it, as the water moves and everything. And All of those boats, they all look seaworthy, but listen, some of them aren't worthy to go out. And let me tell you this. <clears throat> In the harbor, tied to a to a dock, any ship will do. Any ship can look worthy and look like it'll be okay. Right? There are other beliefs and other religions in this world, but the only way to get to heaven is Jesus. There's only one ship that's going to get you there. There's only one ship that can get you through the storms, and His name is Jesus. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, now, I want, I want to just look at a few things because for those of us that are saved, I think there's some things in here we can look at as well. Okay? Uh, 
I think there's some things that can be helpful um, for us. Uh, and I guess I want to start, I'm just trying to get my mind here because I, I, there, there are a few things I can, I can approach it, but I guess I'm going to go this way. I, I guess when I got saved um, and the Lord saved me, of course, we know everything changes. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And there was a lot of people that I had to separate from in order to get saved, Brother Barr. I ran with a rough crowd. Around a lot of people was lost. In my mind, my hope was, I'm on the boat. I hope the multitude to get on the boat. But you know what I learned? When I set sail, Papa Little, they said, Bon voyage. See you later. And I'm saying, get on the boat. Come get on the boat. This is wonderful. I'm thankful, Brother Jesse, I'm on the boat. Amen. There were those who didn't care about that. They didn't care about that. And I, I, I was in my hope, and I still pray for those, and I still share. There are still those that I know that, uh, listen, I'm not the same man I used to be. So I love the song they sang. I thank God He saved me and changed me. But there are those of the multitude uh, that I separated from that I wish would get on the boat to this very day. And we can't quit praying for them. But I just didn't realize that. Here's something else I didn't realize. The storms I was going to face. Once I got on the boat. Listen. I'm not discouraging you, but I'm going to be honest to you. You get saved. It doesn't mean life is going to be smooth and easy and silk and everything's going to go fine. You're going to go through some storms. You're going to go through some storms. I didn't realize the storms I would go through. He didn't tell me any of that. He didn't tell you any of that. But you know what? It's a good thing. How many of us would have not gotten on the boat had we had known? Right. I mean, just be honest. God doesn't allow... Listen, God can see the end. We can't see the end. That's right. But that's a blessing. Right. Enjoy the time you have. Enjoy the things now. Listen, do you realize there are things in our life that could take place down the road that if we knew about them today, we couldn't enjoy today? Right. We wouldn't enjoy tomorrow? So God does that for a reason. And the Lord, He understands that. And this, this Christian life, at times we go through rough seas. At times we face rough storms. At times there are things that surprise us. At times there are things that, that make it hard rowing. But I want to tell you something. If Jesus at any point were to stop, even in the midst of that, Brother Richard, and say, Hey John, would you like me to turn around? Would you like me to take you back? Would you like me to drop you off back at the harbor? No way, Jose. Not a chance. Amen? Amen. It's better being on this boat with the Lord than not being on that boat with the Lord. Amen? Look, I'm telling you, this Christian life is worth living. Being obedient as we can to this Bible is worth living. Hallelujah. This life is not a drag. Living for the Lord isn't a problem. It's not a life of bondage. Hallelujah. I thank God for the life He's given me since I've gotten saved. 
Have I been through things? Have we dealt through things? Have we been through things as a church? Absolutely, but I would not take it back for anything. I would not say I want off the boat. I don't want off. Just keep hanging on to the captain. Amen. Now look at verse 37. It says, There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. You ever thought about that? The waves got so bad that the boat, it says, was full. If it was full, how is it floating? How in the world was it floating? Here's how. The ship had taken on enough water to be full, but enough of water to sink. It was full of water, but enough water it could still float. Amen? Look. There are things that will happen to you that you will never imagine may happen. There are circumstances you may have dealt with uh, or maybe you will have to deal with that you'll not know how you're going to stay afloat. But I want you to know something. The captain of the boat, he knows exactly how much you can take without sinking, without going under. Are there times you may say, hey, listen, I'm full and I can't take any more? Hey, Jesus knows exactly how much you can take without sinking your boat. Amen? He's not going to allow the wind to blow any harder or the waves to smash against it any worse. He knows how much you can handle we all can handle things differently. There's, we handle some things differently than others. The Lord knows all about that. Aren't you thankful He's your captain? I'm thankful for that. Amen? I'm thankful that that's the one steering my ship. That's a blessing. Amen? Now here's what's not the blessing in that. And here's what, what the blessing for them was. They didn't know what the limit was. Only the Lord did. To them... We're going down. But the Lord knew they still could be afloat. For us, there are times we don't know the limit. What do we usually do? I'm at my limit, Lord. Stop now. Stop now. Lord, lady said there's something we go through. I'm at my limit. I'm surely at my limit. I can't take any more. Listen, only God knows the limit. That's right. That's why we gotta trust Him. Amen. That's why we have to put our trust in Him. What did they do? They did the exact same thing we do. They flipped out. <laughs> right? Let's be honest there. You go through a circumstance. I'm talking it's a storm. We're not talking just, we're not talking a few rough seas. I'm talking a storm. A lot of times what do we do? We panic. We flip out. We think we're going under. We say we can't take any more. Where's the Lord now? I mean, just being honest, right? Let's be honest this morning. That is what takes place when we enter a large storm. That's exactly what happened to them. They flipped out. They were on the right boat, but they were terrified. They had the right captain, but they were still scared to death. Right? Why? Because he didn't tell them the details of how it was going to go. He didn't tell them every little thing about the journey 
And, and it didn't go uh, the way that they liked it. It wasn't going the way that they felt it should go. And guess what happened? Look at verse 38. He was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? They begin to doubt the captain. <laughs> I love this passage. Not only does it show us a, a picture of what somebody needs to do to get saved, but it's also is helping us when we're in a storm. If we're honest this morning, and I, listen, I'm talking about a storm. I'm talking about something coming in your life that is you're feeling too much to handle. You can't bear it. You're going down. You're never going to make it through. I'm telling you nine out of ten times, if we're honest, we begin to question the captain. Isn't that true? That's true. That's true. What they accuse him of? Not caring. We ever just thought, he doesn't care about me. I'm going to tell you what, he loves you so much. Man, don't you ever forget it. Don't you let the waves and the wind and the water coming in the boat think that the captain don't love you. He loves you. That's right. He loves you. And boy, they thought, listen, they accused him, you, you don't care, you don't care. They accused him of leading him into the storm. They accused him of, of not caring and it was going to destroy them. And listen, there's a lot of times we get in a storm we begin to question the captain. Listen to me, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. I'm just telling you, I'm laying it out there. If you haven't gotten on the ship, you need to get on the ship today. That's right, Amen. There's going to come times, though, even if you get saved, if you were to get saved today, there's going to come times that you're going to enter the storm. And I'm going to tell you now, you will question the captain. For those of us that are saved, there has been times and storms we've been in. And if we're honest this morning, we're sitting there going, I've been guilty of it. Can I tell you something else for those of you that are saved? There's going to be storms you're going to face down the road. You're going to question Him again. Mm -hmm. Not me, preacher. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about being honest this morning. But here's what I want you to see, and this is beautiful. Pan, I tell you this, bless my heart. There wasn't a one of them that because they questioned Him, he threw off that ship. There wasn't one of them, Brother J.C. He said, you know what? I've had it. All you guys is murmur, complain. You grab somebody to see the bridges. Off he goes. Overboard he went. Nope. Not a one. Not a one. <coughs> Not a one did he ever get fed up with and threw overboard. What did he do? Look at verse 39. I think this is our Savior. I like this. It says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. <laughs> you know what he could have done? I'm trying to take a nap. You guys are worried about nothing. I'm in charge of everything. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to trying to paint this picture and this is not the Lord. This is what he could do. I'm fed up with y'all. Get out the boat. That's what we would have done. 
know what he does? He gets up and he rebukes the wind and the sea for their benefit. Their lack of faith. Their time of panic. Where he could have came and said, you know what? What are you doing? But what does he do for them? He gets up and stops the wind and the waves. That is our Savior. In the midst of our shortcomings, listen, how many times have we let Him down? How many times have we questioned Him? How many times have we begun to, in our mind, build a case and, and think He's steering us in the wrong direction and, and, and we can't go any further and yet in the midst of it, He has every right to chasten us or, or get upset with us. But most of the time, what does He do? He stops the storm for our benefit. My goodness. Look, He didn't do that because they earned a blessing. He didn't do it because they were deserving of it. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't do it because they were great sailors and that's how the, 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 He was just going to bless them for that. He did it for them because He knew they were at the filling point. They were at a point. Listen, they had all that they could take. They had reached their limit and He calmed the sea. What a Savior. You're not on the boat. You need to get on the boat. Amen? That is a blessing. Look, there have been storms that I have faced, my family has faced. There have been storms we've faced as a church. And many, many times, Brother Barth, in my heart, in my emotions, in my mind, I've handled it miserably. The wrong way. With the wrong attitude. And yet, Jesus never has thrown me out of the ship. I wish I had my other arm. I'd put them both in the air. Hallelujah. Think about that for a second, y'all. can't tell you, Miss Sue, how many times it we, I deserve to be thrown overboard. Brother Jason, he calmed the storm. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank God I got on the boat, Cameron. But complained on the boat. The captain could have said, I'm taking you back. But he hadn't got me out of the boat yet. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's a blessing. Look, trials you faced in your personal life, with your families, I wish we could all say, you know what? I handled that thing with flying colors. That's right. More the trial I just went through, I mean, stern on faith, stayed with the Lord. No, we painted just like it. We question the Lord just like them. Amen? But I'm thankful that when I'm up and down like this, and you're up and down like this, we're all over the place, it doesn't change the captain. Amen? He's not changed. He wasn't shaken. He wasn't changed by this. 
And I'm telling you, if you're here this morning and you're not on the boat, get on the boat. Amen. <laughs> Can't tell you you're not going to face hard times because you are. Can I tell you something? You're going to face hard times whether you get on the boat or not. You'll be a whole lot better off to go through the storms in the Lord's boat with Him as the captain than you are by yourself. That's right. Amen? Look, we're our weakness, our failures, uh, with, with our, our doubting, He's not going to hold it against us. Praise God. Think about that. He's not going to hold it against you. All your shortcomings, all my shortcomings, all the times we fail Him, He's not going to hold it against you. Amen. He's not going to cash out. Yet He's going to love you. He's going to see you through. I thank God that I'm in the Lord's boat. I thank God when I got in. Amen. Look, it's not about how good of a Christian we can be, although we want to do the best job we can for Him because we love Him, or how good of sellers they were. But listen, it's, it's, it's not about us. It's about how great of a captain we've got. Amen. Now here's what I want you to see. We'll be done. Look at chapter 5, verse 1. And they came over unto the other side. Guess what? They made it. Praise God. Amen. They made it. Listen to me. There's not a one of you in here Jesus don't want to take to the other side. There's nobody in this world Jesus doesn't want to take. He died for everybody. He wants everybody to get in the boat. And look, He can take you to the other side, but you've got to get in the boat. You're going to have to get in the boat. He's not going to cast you overboard just because of your shortcomings. He's going to be faithful to get you to the other side. What a Savior. What a Savior. Amen? Look, our captain of our boat, he's the maker of all things. All things. He's in control over everything. Any storm you have, he's in control. That's our Jesus. That's our captain. That's how we need to see him and live and understand the next time we're in a trial. Listen, won't you get in the boat if you haven't gotten in the boat? And for those of us that have, listen, if you're saved, don't forget who your captain is in the midst of the storm. Amen? Look at this. Look back in verse 37. And there arose, what does it say there? A great storm. Go down to verse 39. It says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Listen to me, child of God. For however big of a storm you're in, you're going to go through, you're going to face, however big that storm is, there's a great calm He has for that great storm. 
Amen. Now it says in verse 1 of chapter 5, and they came over unto the other side. Who were they? Who's it speaking about? Those who got in the boat. Those that were in the boat, that they, are those that were in the boat. Amen? Everybody that got on the boat made it to the other side. So here's my question. More than you come to the piano. Have you gotten in the boat? You want to make it to the other side? You got to get in the boat. You got to get in the boat. You're going to have to separate yourself from the multitude. You're going to have to receive Him. And you're going to have to receive Him just the way He is. Amen? But it's not just for those that are lost this morning. For those of us that are saved, we're going to face some storms. Wish I could tell you, say, hey, listen, here at Old Pass Baptist Church, God's done some great things. We're sitting in a miracle. God's given us a great building. Hey, we're excited about this. Listen, we're, we're just now, we're leaving the harbor as a, as a church in Weir's Cave. Praise God. We've got some storms we're going to have to go through. It's not going to be easy sailing. But in the midst of the storm, we as a church need not forget who our captain is. Amen. We need to remind ourselves of that. When the wind's blowing and the waves are smashing against it, water's coming in the boat, we feel that it's full. It may be full, but not full enough to sink. Praise God. We have a captain who is in control. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Heads bowed, eyes closed. The altar's open if you'd like to come. I want you to come. Listen to me. If you haven't gotten in the boat, the offer is there. He said, let us go to the other side. He's saying, I can get you there. But you're going to have to come unto Him. And maybe it's not salvation at all. Maybe it's just for those of us that are saved. Maybe you're in a storm or you're dealing with something that seems too great to handle. Just don't forget. Just don't forget who your captain is. If you're already in the boat... He's not casting you out. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's well aware. Just trust in Him. Won't you do it? He's a wonderful Savior. He's a wonderful Captain. Thank God for Jesus.